With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Beating Your Bookie with Poe, Pope, Barrett Brooks, and JJ. Guys, um, another dreadful friggin' week. Um, obviously, the civil unrest that's going on is much worse than sports, but it's not helping either. Uh, sports are, are shutting down again for good reason. Uh, and before we get into the social aspect of things, because we have to at least mention it, just because I, I want some some of uh, Poe's perspective coming from his, his hardcore Republican side, I want him to say something really dumb uh, before we get into sports. But on a, on a high note, Brett Brown is no longer the Sixers coach. Yay! I was, ha- I, was, I, I was having a good day. Everything was fine. I mean, that's great news, but... Why the hell does Poe have his shirt off, man? <laughs> <laughs> See, and we're lucky, what the hell? we're lucky that we are in this situation of a pandemic where we don't have video capabilities as of yet. But obviously, this man feels a little too comfortable, especially the one day I decide I'm going to do a live show with him in his own compound. He decides to do it shirtless. Well, let's not lie. You look pretty comfortable sitting next to him right now. Yeah, well, it took me right. a good hour. A good hour to acclimate to this, this <laughs> nipple. Did it? Oh, it took a good hour? It, yeah. it took Pope 20 minutes for me to get a couple beers in him to get my shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good work, Pope. Good work. Yeah. JJ, I was hard. Look, I'm just leaving Eagles. I, I, I watched practice today, so I'm, I'm just leaving Eagles camp. I'm hauling ass back. They stopped practicing around about 12, 12, 10. So I'm driving back. I get to the house. I run upstairs. And lo and behold, you guys are late. So I'm rushing for nothing. I'm sweating. I sit down. You know what I'm saying? So I'm about to take my shirt off. And what do I do when I get the, the invite? Pope has his damn shirt off. I'm like, what the hell, man? Look, if I wasn't in such a work environment right now, I'd probably take mine off. I mean, why not? Let's let's party, you know? Let's party. Yeah. Well, next, this is going to be our thing. I don't think there's any shows out there that are just completely shirtless, straight males. And I think that we have a niche here. Now, we're all very comfortable with one Asians. another. Listen to me. Is that the new name of the show? Completely shirtless, straight males? <laughs> yes. I, I'm digging it. If you saw all of us shirtless in an alley, would you walk down it? I bet not. Right. So, exactly. Tough. You know, talk to First off, first off, if you did see us in an alley, I would go charging right at JJ and his pumpkin spice latte millennial little ass. What, what the hell is that? You've never had a pumpkin spice I, latte? It will change your life. It will change your life. What is this generation thinking about, man? I mean, I, I got laughed. I got joked out the locker room because I came in one day and I had cream and sugar in my coffee. And I had guys <laughs> like Guy McIntyre, Riley McKenzie, uh, Kurt Cavea. Kurt Cavea used to smoke cigarettes in the back of the locker room. Drinking coffee, I mean, it, 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 I thought it was coffee. Man, it looked like it was just motor oil. It was so thick, man. <laughs> it, it, dude, I'm telling you, it, things are different these days, man. And, and by the way, by the way, you're talking about walking down an alley with guys with no shirt on? Bro, I've experienced that before. I was playing with the Detroit Lions. Um, it was, uh, I forget what time of year it was. It was, um, it, it might have been Pride Weekend down in, um, down in, down in New Orleans. And we're walking down the street, and it was it was it was Pride Weekend, and there were guys, you know, and I'm I'm with NFL players, you know, I'm an NFL player. I got Aaron Gibson, who's like six seven, six eight, four hundred pounds with abs, 
We got our Charlie Batch with me. Robert Porsche's walking with us. Tracy Stragas. We're walking down um, this, you know, the, the strip. And all of a sudden, I look over, and there's about 10 or 20 guys with no shirts on, and they got fishnets on, but they're fishnet biker shorts that you can just see through. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? We don't know it's Pride Weekend. And I'm sitting there thinking, what is going on? Now, one thing we didn't do, we didn't talk. It was only like five of us. We the guys smoked out there, bro. Those <laughs> guys were big. They were big. They were strong. They were, you could tell they was aggressive. I'm like, yo, just be quiet. Turn around. Let's go. <laughs> this, is, this is the ultimate, though. They started throwing beads at us. What do you do when grown men are throwing beads at you? <laughs> Hang your you head. catch them and walk away. That's what you do. That's what you do. Yeah, yeah, man. We're NFL football players, and we were intimidated down the Pride Weekend down there, man. And, and like I said, bro, I, yo, hey, yeah, that, to better them, things, man. To them, you guys like uh, you know all that meat and all that size. You probably look like a like a Brazilian steakhouse. All you can eat. <laughs> They're like, these are our boys, dude. You walk down the wrong alley, bro. I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting second and third. <laughs> I said, look, dude. You say what you want to say. I'm trying to get out of here alive, bro. You just say what you want to. I holler at you, Big Gibby. You do what you want. Hey, I'm I'm out. Let's go, man. Let's That's go. So funny, dude. I look, and I turned around. I turned around, and Porsche was already gone. He had already started walking back. <laughs> you say Charlie Batch is with you. That makes it better because Charlie Batch is my favorite quarterback. One of my favorite quarterbacks to watch. That's my when guy, he, man. When he did play. Dude. So it's funny to actually hear a great story about Charlie Batch too. That's great. Jansen knows one person from like the eighties or nineties, and it's Charlie Batch. Good job. I Jansen. love him. He was the only quarterback who would throw a ball fifty yards downfield and then be your lead blocker on the next play. Like he was amazing. <laughs> I love Charlie Batch. He's so great. I got news for you, JJ. Charlie Batch never, ever would touch a pumpkin spice latte. I just want you to know. No way. I should have so never look, told you guys what I was drinking. This is actually just a uh, straight black coffee, not a pumpkin spice right. latte. <laughs> let, let, let's, talk, let's talk about – do you want to talk about this uh, or not? Should we just go on in terms of actual sports or do you want to – First off, I just want to clarify, I'm not a Republican. I'm just a person that uh, is smart right now, and, and I'm, it's, I'm an undecided vote right now. So for all the political reasons in the world, I just want to clarify. Wait, to make that sound not self-interest, like I'm just a smart person, guys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm not yeah. political. I'm just smart. <laughs> I was just saying that I don't think the – I think that if the Bucks really wanted to uh, make a statement, they should have just forfeited the game. And that, but that by the NBA actually closing all games, I think it almost took away some of the thunder of – what they were making as a statement. I would have just said, okay, if that's what they – they wanted to make a statement. So if you want to make a statement, forfeit a playoff game. That's a big statement. You know what I mean? Now that Absolutely. the NBA gets, okay, you're shutting everything down, it's almost like, okay, now we're also creating a new precedent because when do we – are we ever going to get to a point where the NFL, the NBA, whatever it might be, as a league shuts down for political reasons because of one club? That's, that's the only thing I, I have to say. Well, I'm going to tell you this, though. My, my side of it is, you know, everything counts. At least we're being aware of it. It's bringing attention to a social issue that need to be brought attention to. And at the end of the day, we have to understand that, you know, there's no way, there's no way at this point that things are going to change tomorrow. But at least we started the step. We're taking a step in the right direction. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm pleased that we're even in a point where we can think about this stuff. We can talk about this stuff. And and, you know, people outside of black folks are really being able to, you know, have this, this type of ordeal 
magnified in the way it's getting magnified. I mean, it's been happening for years, you know. This isn't something that is new. I mean, last, yesterday, four years ago, was when Colin Kaepernick took the knee the first time. And yeah. for a four-year period, getting from there to here, I mean, it's, to me, it's socially started to become aware that it needs to be changed. And until people of power understand that it needs to be changed and realize that it's, 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 it's definitely bad, then, you know, we're not going to be in the right direction, but we are in the right direction now because the powers that be are starting to take notice. Yeah, for and sure. That's what I'm happy about. Also, like all the communities, being white or or whatever you are, are finally taking a stand. I saw a post about Bill Russell uh, walking out of an exhibition game, I think upwards of 69 years ago. This has been right because of political injustice and, and civil unrest. Okay, so like, right, but, but we're getting too political. Here's the deal, though. Here's my only gripe. I believe there needs to be an ask. At this moment, we have enough movement awareness. Whoever is in charge of black leadership in this issue needs to actually come with an ask. They need to say, here's a bill before Congress. We want our members of Congress to pass it. You can't just keep saying social injustice without a measurement to decide when does that social justice be met. Like, this is the best time to actually create an ask that's tangible. You know what I mean? They like, did, yeah, they, they tried, tried that. that. They tried that. They tried that. They tried to pass a bill. What was that bill called where, you know, police can no longer hide behind their shield, elected officials can't hide behind their shield um, and their job and, and, and be convicted of oh, the things that they do. They can be yes. liable, in other words, right? So right, right, right. They tried to pass the bill. Within the scope of their job. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It got shot down. So they have put in place or tried to put in place um, bills and laws to try to change this. But so until they, these laws start becoming, you know, becoming passed, I mean, getting passed, I mean, there's no way. There's, they're, they're going in the right direction. And, 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 and I'm it, like, Here's the next ask, and we all got to concentrate on that next ask. So like, yeah, and I right. think the players started to realize that, too, because they just didn't boycott the game or, or not play the game and do nothing. They, they went to the attorney general. They had their owner help them get in touch with the attorney general in Wisconsin. So I think players started to realize exactly what you're saying, is that get, in, get a hold of the people in power and start talking with them. And so I think that conversation was started. Uh, after this this protest that was displayed. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I was laughing because there's a couple of girls in my backyard right now that are topless, and I'm thinking, this is a pretty good background. This is not just – absolutely not true. <laughs> this is is, it, wait, is it true or not? No, just kidding. Um, I, I'm yeah. about to say um, I didn't get invited, but, yeah, I did get invited yesterday, which is why I <laughs> stayed here. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's yeah, a, yeah. There's Post said topless. I didn't think it would be him that would be topless, though. So I'm glad <laughs> I didn't go. I think that's he's just trying to distract you. Yeah. Well, let, let's let's talk about some sports, brothers. Jansen. Yeah, yeah. No, we we're two weeks out from from the NFL season, so I think it's time to start going over futures right now. Because we are now two weeks out. We know an NFL season is going to happen. Uh, so I want to start with the NFC. And so the best division to me, really, we can start with in the NFC West because we could break that down, I think, for two hours. Uh, but I want to start with the 49ers. Uh, they are the favorites right now, minus 106 to win the NFC West. Uh, do you think that the 49ers are the favorite here and should be the favorite? Uh, and if not, who should that be? Well, let's no. start with the expert there, Barrett. I don't. I don't think that they they will. I really think that this is the point where Seattle can turn the corner defensively. I, I think they're back on track. Uh, bringing in uh, Jamal it puts them in a better position to run the defense that they want to run. Ken Norton wants to be that attacking style of defense, and this will allow him to do that because I mean Jamal Adams plays well around the line of scrimmage, which gives you an opportunity now 
to run a lot more. I mean, their DBs got a lot better from last year. Their pass- With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pass rush is going to hurt a little bit because they did um, let, uh, what's his name, go. But Clowney. at the end of the day, yeah. Clowney. Yeah, they let Clowney go. But at the end Wait, of the by day. By the way, can I just ask you something, Barrett? What's up? Where, where did Clowney ever go? Where did he end up going? He hasn't gone anywhere yet. Yeah, he's, he's nowhere yet. crazy. He's still window. He still wants 20 mil a year. He's just crazy. I don't understand why people can sit out and and lose opportunities like this to make millions of dollars. I mean, can you imagine if, by the way, if the birds got him? Our defensive line's a joke. Imagine if we got Clowney in the D-line. Not that we could ever afford him. I'm just saying. It'd be funny. Well, that's the problem right there. I mean, next year would be $50 million over the cap. So we can't afford to pay him next year. Yeah. Yeah, no way. Well, I, so looking at the board, I wanted to uh, share the board. I don't know if you've got that chance in it, or you want me to share the NFC board. I was going to do that right now. So, uh, yeah, the, right now the, uh, the 49ers are the favorite at minus 106. The second uh, would be the Seattle Seahawks. And then uh, I need to check it out, but I think it's the Rams or the Cardinals after. I'm not too sure because it's very oh, close. Look at this. Look at this. I, got, I got just the NFC championship odds, right? And it's not. Wow. Oh, I, oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't realize the 49ers were the favorite. Yeah, and then Saint, uh, Buccaneers and Saints. This is where it's just Tom Brady is just – I mean, I don't see how Tom Brady makes this a five. They're, they're the, basically tied for the second favorites. In my opinion, I don't see how the Cowboys are above the Seahawks. To me, if you were to ask me who the, the favorite is, it's a tie between the Niners and the Seahawks. Whoever wins that, comp, that division, like, again – you know, they were, what, 15 uh, millimeters away, the Seahawks, from being the number one seed last year when yeah, they went for that touchdown to win the game. And, and I would say, is good. is the NFC West the best division in all of football? Like, I, because I, I love the Rams, too. And I know they've lost players, and that's what they're kind of dealing with, but I think Sean McVay will adjust to kind of the adjustments that were made to him last year. And the Cardinals... I think Cliff Kingsbury showed that his offense can work and he's an actually decent head coach in the NFL. And there are so many pieces around him. And it's not just the offense. I think defensively, they will be stacked this year. And Isaiah Simmons, I think, is a big part of that. Like, to me, this, this may be the best division in all of football right now. Well, I want to know, Barrett, looking at these bottom six teams, right, starting with the Cardinals, Falcons, Bears, Lions, Giants, Panthers, and the Washington football team, because they're very creative there, down there in the, uh, the capital of the country that they've come out with such an incredible name, the Washington football team. Um, it, it is, who do you think is the biggest sleeper out of those seven teams? Coming Cardinals, Falcons, Bears, Lions, Giants, Panthers, football team. Who do you take, Barrett? Biggest sleeper. Uh, it, you can only choose one. Uh, man, it, it, it's tough, you know, because – you know, you, you're not mentioning teams like Minnesota. Minnesota's going to be a bear to, to, to play against this year because, I mean, they're already going to stretch the field. Although they got rid of uh, one receiver, they brought in a guy that's probably the second-best receiver in the draft. Um, you know, their defense, uh, they, they're going to be okay. So I, I, I like Minnesota. But, I mean, if you're going to, you know, hold me to at this point, I, I like the Rams. I mean, what they bring to the table. I think the Rams at this point, 
Um, they're defensively, they're going to be stacked. They got a shutdown corner. They got the best defensive lineman in the game. In fact, the best defensive player in the country. Uh, you look at offensively, you know, I think Sean McVay gets them back on track and they start passing the ball the way they're supposed to and then sprinkling the run. They try to change it a little bit, you know, to try to hide their quarterback, but they, hey, they can't do that now. They got to keep going. Are you no, saying and their, their receivers are very good too. Like, I don't, I don't think people. Because uh, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and Josh Reynolds are all not – like, I know Cooper Cup and Woods are known, but you don't ever have that yep. in the conversation of best receivers. And that is a very good receiving core. And even Van Jefferson draft pick out of Florida they had is a good draft pick and could be something. Like, so I think this offense saying, is very good. You're on record here saying that you guys are okay with uh, Jared Goff has his tampon out and that regardless of if he's wearing his tampon or not, the Rams are a possible sleeper because there's there's a quarterback in the NFL that can wear a tampon and still win a, a Super Bowl. I see. I I still think he's talented. Like, no, he doesn't take control of an offense the way like a Carson Wentz would. But if Sean McVay is telling him where to put it, then I think Goff can do that. I think he can execute it because he's accurate and he has Bowl. the arm talent. But you watch that Super Bowl. You watch the tapes of him. He 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 basically became a a, a girl. I mean, and not that there's anything wrong. I'm not. I want everybody flood me with the LBGT crew in the world. I'm just saying he legitimately and Tate got scared because somebody basically clocked him and confused him. He, he's not capable. Yeah. Well, golf is one alley fight away from really turning it on and becoming an, an all pro. I'll tell you, dude. He just. Gets I've so seen cool. it though. Go ahead. Well, guys, you got to understand this though. I've seen it. I've seen a quarterback and, and, and offensive coordinator do that. You know, like I told you, I told the minute stories about Bobby Hoyne. When he told him, hey, throw it here, it'll be open. And we already know that, um, you know, their head coach is a savant. He's going to be like, all right, this will, this is, we did this on this play two years ago, and I bet you it works the same way here. Get the ball to this receiver at this point, and we can go. It can be done. And the amount of time that they have to talk to these players uh, going into each play, I mean, I believe that he can pull it. My, my biggest problem with that pick, I, I just, my I, biggest I, problem with that pick, though, Barrett, is the year in which the Rams made it to the Super Bowl, Gurley was a monster, right, at the beginning right. of the season. And then he got basically injured. And I felt like towards the end of the season, when Gurley wasn't effective, they weren't scoring 40 points a game. And I don't know who they have as a running back this year. Who do they have? Well, Cam Akers. I'm looking at the lineup now. It's, it's not Cam Akers. Uh, well, Cam <laughs> Akers, I, I think, is a very good draft pick from them out of Florida State. He can sort of be uh, that Todd Gurley role. Now, again, Todd Gurley, when he was in that year, was talented as heck. Yeah, healthy and the best running back in the league. Not saying Cam Akers can be that, but Cam Akers can, in his first season, I think be an 800 to 1,000-yard running back for them, and I think that's definitely needed. And there's backup there. Malcolm Brown's okay. Uh, They also have Darrell Henderson, which I'm not sure how he'll turn out. He's out of Memphis, and – it doesn't seem like they like him. That's too. what I'm saying. You just bunch. You just said a bunch of names that Tommy and I don't even know who these guys are. Right. They're well, yeah. I know. <laughs> but Cam Akers, though, I think is is talented. He's a rookie, and I think he can get them 800 to 1,000 yards, which I think is good enough with how good the passing game should be. All right. Well, you're taking the Rams. You're taking Pope out of the bottom eight dwellers. I'm going to I'm gonna go Cardinals, to be honest with you. I kind of like the Cardinals, too. I, I like Ka- Oh, I love the Cardinals. Yeah, Murray. I love the Cardinals. I like, I like the fact that this whole league has shown that they are incapable – of dealing with a mobile quarterback who buys them an extra two seconds you know, so they can break routes. You know when you go to, like, your, your, your grandparents' house and you look out their bedroom window and you see a little bunny running around 
jumping in the bush and then back out of the bush and it's just adorable. That's how Kyler Murray looks to me when I watch him play. He's just a, an adorable little bunny that no one can catch. And he's exciting to watch and I, and I, and I wish him the best. I just want to pet him. I just want to pet him. All right, guys, coming back, uh, we're, we're going to pick some other, uh, some other favorites going forward in the future. It's coming back on Beating Your Bookie. Welcome back to Beating Your Bookie. Uh, before we get into some more NFL futures, fellas, I want to go back to NBA real quick. They had decided to put the games on hold, and now everything is back at resuming. And to Poe's point earlier, uh, what, what kind of impact would the Bucks canceling and forfeiting one game as opposed to the whole entire season would have on the message uh, this country needs to put forth? It, do they do better justice by playing the season and having all eyes on them throughout the entire playoffs rather than canceling the whole season for, for yet a different type of message? And my question to you guys is, is, do you think that's a factor? I obviously do think it's a factor is that they now have the court space for the next you know, month and a half, two months uh, to, to continue this message where, where internationally as well as nationally, all eyes are on them as opposed to canceling altogether, which in and of, of itself is, is quite um, an aggressive stance. But is it better to play and having that message at hand and in your face on a consistent basis from organization to organization or cancel altogether? I think, to be honest, there is no right answer here. Like, I don't think, I don't think there is any right answer to, to what, if they decided not to play the season, then that's, that's fine. I think they can make things work that way. I mean, it's, it's just, I think what the players did right here in the situation and why they're continuing the season is they most likely got from owners a message of, yes, we will help take action in whatever way. Uh, because I think the message is already out. Like they have been talking about this for a while now and, and sports in general, like Brooks said uh, yesterday was uh, fourth year anniversary of Colin Kaepernick. The first time he ever sat or kneeled down uh, during the anthem. So the, the message I think is heard. I think what the players were deciding, what's the best way to take action and was there a way to do that while also playing in the bubble? And I think they got their answer and that's why they're going to play uh, cool. starting tomorrow. We are a betting show. So the question is, do you bet that we are going to finish the season? I think the answer is yes. I think that if you're really trying to effectuate change, you want to be on TV. I mean, you want to be visible. So when you cancel a season, you're not getting guys to be able to wear Black Lives Matters jerseys and putting on the court. So to me, you're not raising awareness by just simply canceling the season. That would make no sense to me if I was trying to effectuate change in the country. Uh, yeah, you mean yeah. – yeah, just like you said, JJ, you can go both ways. And, you know, I understand what you're saying too, Paul. But, you know, at the end of the day – we wanted to bring awareness. So the players brought awareness to it. Now it's time to go forward with this and, 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 and put in some policies in place, put something in place in which we can start following by, give them something in t you know, that's tangible it's, instead of just intangibleness and not being able to, to, to you know, do anything if you just stop the season here. If you just stop playing right now, then you're, basically your platform stops right now. But if you can keep going and keep the conversation going, by playing and still making aware and using this platform, I think it's going to work out for the best. So here's a question for you guys. Raptors Celtics looks like an even match for the series. I want to know who you pick. Is there a huge value here or not? And why? Barrett? Uh, you know, I, 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 I like the Celtics, man. What they did to, you know, the 76ers, you know, they just handled them in every aspect. And the biggest thing is it was more so – the hustle plays, the, 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 the intangibles that won the games for them. You know, I mean, we understand that, you know, at this point the Sixers were just outclassed. But 
the intangibles that teams have, the way they work, their work ethic, and, you know, their coaching puts them at another level. So I, at this point, I think that the Celtics right now should be favored, and, and as they go forward, they should, even against them. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Toronto team. It amazes me, though, Toronto's coach has done a hell of a job. They lose the arguably the top three best players in the entire NBA, and they're here playing as right. a cohesive group with no superstars. And, you know, the Celtics, I just feel like, is a, a more talented, uh, deep team that basically all know their role. They have a great coach. But you do have guys that can step up and be superstars on any given night, whether it's uh, Jalen Brown, Tatum, whether it's Kemba Walker. I just can't name one guy on the, on the Raptors that I would say is a superstar. I mean, Siakam is, certainly can show up as one. But Kyle Lowry's like 150 years old, man. I don't see how they can throw stuff on Kyle Lowry's back. This guy's got like, you know, maybe two days left before he's in a wheelchair. You know, Kyle Lowry is also a cute little bunny I'd like to pet. <laughs> but look, look, if anything has taught you what Brett Brown has taught us is coaching does matter when you get deep yes. into the playoffs. And it's, it's baffling to me to see these superstars and these high-profile athletes still need coaching like they're in rec leagues. They still need some system and structure. And for that reason, just like Barrett said, I think the Celtics, you know, I, I love them, but you can't, you, you, you can't rule out the Raptors because of the coach of the year, because there is a system there, because they went, you know, deep in the last few years. Like, I, I, I can't vote against Toronto, and it's easy to vote uh, against Celtics. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I actually, I love Nick Nurse, and I think he's one of the best, if not the best coach right now in the NBA. And I get, like, they don't have the star, because that was Kawhi Leonard last year. But Pascal Siakam is turning into one. Kyle Lowry has played aggressive, and Fred Van Fleet has taken his game to a next step, which he did pretty much at the end of last season during the playoffs. The problem is, though, I think the Celtics match up very well with the Raptors. Because what the Celtics' biggest problem is, is they can't defend a big. Like, Joel Embiid was an issue for them. It just, they got lucky that the Sixers had nobody else that could score. But big centers are a huge issue for the Celtics. And that's the thing. Raptors don't have much size. So this will be a pretty close, even series. I would give a slight advantage to the Raptors, though, just because of Nick Nurse. And I think, even though I love the Celtics roster, I think the Raptors are just as deep and they're coming off the momentum still. And they've kind of had that momentum all season of a championship team and a team coming just off the championship. So I'm leaning slightly towards the Raptors, but it's very close. All right. Well, look, I, I, I want to know, by the way, we, last year uh, we started the season with a sleeper uh, team of the year. I picked the Niners. Uh, Fed two picked the Niners. The Niners were forty to one. 
They were four and twelve, by the way, last year. Uh, the year before they went to the Super Bowl, so those odds were sick. I was wondering who you guys think is, you know, the the one biggest sleeper team this year. Wow. Um... I would hate to say the Cardinals because I wouldn't even consider them a sleeper at this point. I, I give me the Cleveland Browns in that category. I this is the like post hype sleeper thing, where the Browns were this team that that put everything together last year. They had the coach, finally had the players, but it all fell apart. But I think Kevin Stefanski is exactly what the Browns need and honestly what Baker Mayfield needs for him to be more comfortable as a quarterback. Uh, I, I love the Browns. The talent has always been there. I think Kevin Stefanski is finally the coach to be good enough to get them at least to the playoffs. And I think they will be a sleeper. You're talking crazy crap. What do you think Barrett Brooks? I mean, I can't stand it when somebody jumps on somebody being an offensive coordinator for the Vikings to become the but best. He, was, he made Kirk Cousins like a 30-touchdown quarterback. <laughs> First off, Kirk Cousins was the number one rated quarterback, I want to say, for two straight years in, in the NFL. And so Kirk Cousins was a legitimate quarterback before he even went to the Vikings. I'm saying I, I, I never bet on an offensive coordinator being a head coach the first year and knowing what they can do in terms of leadership. Leadership, and Barrett, you can back me up on this. When you're talking about a head coach, that's a true leader. And you can be an offensive coordinator and be very successful. Look at the guy for the Patriots. Every time they take a coordinator from the Patriots and they try to make him a head coach, he sucks. So I'm just not a believer in that crap. If you're talking about it, I I think you're taking a huge leap uh, by saying Stefanski is going to win. I I, I don't know. But, Barrett, you tell me who your sleeper is. He's taking the Browns. Look at this list. Tell me. Who you like on the winning the Super Bowl? Uh, you know, I, honestly, you know, I, and I was going to say this earlier, but I, I got to go with Josh Allen and and, and McDermott. You know, it's bringing true. that team around, and and, and I think they're going to be legit this year, it's just true. because they don't have you know Belichick and 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 you know and 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 Brady in the division together again. You know what I'm saying? He's out of the division now, so I really think they take hold of that division as they go forward. And and Josh Allen, I think he's going to mature a little more. He's not going to be that big time quarterback everybody's looking for. But he's going to be a guy that's going to be sustainable throughout the season. I like their running game. I like the, um, their – But, B, you're not, allowed to, you're not allowed to pick them. You're not allowed to pick them because they made the playoffs last year. you got to pick a team that did not make the playoffs. Did not make the playoffs. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's, see, that's, not, that, that's, that's even tougher. All right. Look uh, at this, though. Or you want to go come back from break and we'll talk about it. Yo, let's come back from break. Uh, I'll drop mine before break. we got a minute left. I'm going to say Detroit Lions because of a healthy Matthew Stafford – is a healthy me. And that boy, he's wow. got, yeah. And we also, we got rid of, when we got slight, what did we give up? The third third overall pick. Um, they got some, they got some, he's got some weapons. And I think the Lions are going to be a big charge. Like, I mean, anybody agree on this with me? Yeah, no, the NFC North is there for the taking with all that's going on in Green Bay. And I think some of the changes in Minnesota as well. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think the Lions will the Lions will be in it, and I, I think have that chance. And Matthew Stafford was great before he got hurt uh, last season. So if he's healthy, you know, hey, yeah, I think so. And you know, if, even if we don't go back and break, man, this is going to sound. I felt like I was going to throw up in my mouth when I was about to say this, but <laughs> don't say it. <laughs> I, I, that, that, <laughs> you said Chip Kelly twice last week. And he threw my shit list. <laughs> But, I mean, you have to admit, man. No, I understand. Talent for talent, man, this team is going to be unreal. 
Yeah. I mean, unreal as far as what they bring to the table. Defensively, even though they lost Gerald McCoy, they still have guys that can come in there and still play at that defensive line position. They can rush the passer. They got I three. Like their head coach, but their head coach is a good match for their offense. It's a good match. He likes to run. If they if they can get if they can get the whole new uh, system going on as far as you know what type of team they are, I, you know Dallas is going to be good, man. They change right. the culture. They got to change the culture, man. All right. Well, I'm going to go throw up in the yard since I heard that three times. Dallas word. So and uh, we'll come back on beating your bookie. Welcome back to beating your bookie, guys. Let's get back into futures. I, I want to continue off uh, each division and. And then get into uh, to Super Bowl picks, um, since that's the most exciting thing coming around the corner, two weeks. And I guess we're all assuming that this is going to happen, right? Can we stop talking about what if, what if, what if? It's definitely going to happen. The only thing that's not going to happen is fans in some stadiums. And it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You see all these false positives, by the way. I can't stand America right now. We have 700 and some players tested, 10% come back as positive, and all 100% of those positives were wrong. <laughs> and this is one of the five labs that they have in America, and when this is the NFL. So if you can't get the NFL players' uh, tests right, I don't believe any test is right. But aside from that, let's just go get back to this last session that I was asking. You have to pick a non-playoff team futures. Uh, my pick is the Colts or the Jets. And the reason why I say both of them for the listeners out there is if they really want to make money, the Jets are 125 to 1 to win the Super Bowl next year. And uh, the Colts are 20 to 1. Uh, and I'll tell you why I like the Jets. They were 6 and 2 with Sam Darnold uh, the last eight games of the season. Flew under the radar. Um, you know, if I told anybody in the NFL that they had one of the top records in the NFL for the second half of the NFL season last year, no one would tell you that it was the Jets. Okay. Number two, the Colts. Look, I love Frank Reich. I think that's one of the main reasons why we won the Super Bowl is Frank Reich. I like what the Colts did in the first half of the season last year with Jacoby Brissett. Now they got a veteran who's, you know, a Bible thumper who's going to go out there and he's going to read the playbook. And and you got a a great head coach uh, who's focused on a quarterback. It's a one-year rental. I like the Colts. I like how creative Frank Reich is. And and that's why I'm I'm choosing those two teams. That's his boy, too. You know, Phillip Rivers, those two go back. You know, that's where – that's where um, Doug went and got, you know, him from. So those two have a chemistry already and bringing them back, and especially with that offensive line they have. I mean, that's a nice little combination that they have um, in Indianapolis. I mean, they showed, they showed up in their division for the past three years pretty good, even though they lost their franchise quarterback. So, I mean, that's, that's a good pick. Hey, BB, uh, BB where's the worst, worst city uh, that you had to stay over <laughs> in a weekend? Because I've been to Indy, and good Lord, it was like there's – it was like a strip mall in hell. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't focus on anything other than like getting to a fast food restaurant to, to ease my pain. There was nothing to do there. I want to know your opinion on, on, on your travels over a decade in the, in the game. What, what city really uh, just hearing the name? Uh, you know what? I, I, I hated playing in both Jacksonville and I hated playing in Arizona because it seemed like I was going to a retirement party every time I went to play in one of those stadiums, bro. I mean, it was the worst, man. I mean, you know, the fans there, they're all nice. You know, nobody cussing you out. Oh, I hope you guys play well today. Yeah. <laughs> the worst, man. Yeah. Cuss me out. You know what I'm saying? It's just like back in the day when I was in, when I was in college, it was the Big 8 then, not the Big 12, Big 8. And we played in Nebraska every year. And Nebraska was always good. They were always juiced up, so they were going to beat you. But, hey, we, we, I think we only lost by three points one year. And the fans, are, oh, you guys almost did it. Good job. Good job. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'd rather you call me an SOB, cuss me out, you know what I'm saying, like that. I want to go into, into a fight. 
yeah. Jacksonville, there was nobody there, you know, hello, 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 echoing, <laughs> you know what I mean? And and then in um, Arizona, you know, it was it's, it was hot as hell there anyways. And then the fans, you know, were just a bunch of old people. It, it just wasn't cool, man. You know, you didn't get a football <laughs> feeling in those stadiums. At least there's a good strip club. In Indy, there's not even a strip club. They're, they've got Bible clubs. <laughs> one of my buddies went to uh, the Super Bowl in Indy with us, and he couldn't even find a massage parlor. We had to drive, like, 45 minutes to go to a massage parlor, and then there was, like, a 57-year-old Asian lady in it. So I would say I'm with Pope. No way you're going to Indy. I mean, imagine being screamed at by a shirtless Asian right next to me. <laughs> It's the last live show I go I'm, to. I'm sweating right now. <laughs> That's actually spit coming through the screen. Speech. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I'm actually like you know those are things that I that I wonder, and I think that's the the charm of the show is is guys like me and JJ and Poe that were fans and, and and intense fans of the game, and we have an opportunity to speak to you, Barrett, about the ins and outs of of, of locker room talk and 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 the experience as a player on the road. So, you know, little, little insights into, into things like that really uh, I appreciate. And, and it's an interesting take, especially away from all these odds and numbers and, and not a lot going on. In the, in well, the, you mean, but you hold on now. You, now, now Poe just took a whole different element. I was just talking about the nature of playing. You want <laughs> to go, to, you yeah. go to a different place. Like you go to Tampa Bay. <laughs> all right. I, yeah. I hate, you know, I, I like looking up at the pirate ship and all that, you know, but people talking about going to Marv Vineyard and all that type of stuff. That's what he's talking about. You know what I, I know, mean? I know. What are we, come on now. Yeah. You go to Atlanta, you know, you got Magic City, all that stuff. Like, come on, man. You're right, we're going to, like, like, to play a football game. Yeah, Not right. necessarily, uh, you know. I mean, you go play the Rams. You go down there, you go to the pink slip. Not yeah. that I know all these places. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, not that I frequent these places. But I'm just saying, you know, there's different experiences wherever you go. I mean, you can get a good the steak there, the good wings there, right? I like traveled with a, a basketball team at ECU and like, you don't actually get to visit these cities. You're just there for like maybe a day you go to a restaurant and that's it. Like I went to Memphis and all right. I know is the one restaurant I went to, to get food and I didn't go anywhere else. Like I went to SMU in Dallas and the only thing I know about Dallas is they have an in and out there and it was great. And that's it. <laughs> so like that, I, you don't actually like get to really visit these cities, which is so weird. Cause I could say I've been to all of these places. I've been to Memphis like, I've been to Dallas, but I have no idea, like, what you ever was. been to that Jimmy John uh, massage parlor in India I was talking about? about 20 I thought you were about to say Jimmy City. John's, but, of course, there can't be an innocent conversation with Poe. I thought we were just going to talk sandwiches or something. And that's, <laughs> that's what John. it comes down to. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, there are places like, you know, you go, go play Washington, you know. I mean, not Washington, when you go play um, Seattle, you know, I mean, you can smoke weed up there. I mean, I guess that's the, you know, legally, I guess, on the street. Yeah. I mean, that's a good thing about being up there. But, you, you know, guys, it's crazy. Uh, do you guys have, like, like uh, chaperones ever, like, when you go on the road? Like, as rookies, do, they, do you have, like, consultations? Do you have separate no. courses that are like, look, don't be this, don't do this? You don't have any of that stuff? You, you, you get in where you fit in, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you get in where you fit in. You don't, you don't have – you you just don't whatever it is, just don't get caught. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Do what you're supposed to do. Your ultimate objective is to go out and win that game, have the best game you have, because the NFL is about what have you done for me lately. So if you go up there and have a bad game, oh you can remember that. So you make sure, you know, but there's always places you go like of course New Orleans, you know, the sky's the limit in New Orleans. Uh, Dallas was actually a pretty good place. Um you go to places like, you know, when you play New York, you're you're you don't really go into New York, you're on the outskirts of New York. Uh, Philly's definitely one of the best places to come play. 
Um, another good place is a sleeper, Detroit. Detroit's a pretty good place. Really? Yeah. I, I guess, like, aggressive, angry towns are the best place to play sports and get a response. <laughs> right. Like, it, these people are – they're beaten up and downtrodden during the winter, and all they want to do is – like I said, I said this about Buffalo last week. It's like these people will, will fight to the death for you and, and your logo. I played – we just played golf with some dude, and he was top to bottom, this Persian man. who grew up in, in – uh, in Buffalo, top to bottom, in, in Buffalo gear. He's, he's got an, an emblem on his clubs. He's got, he's wearing a, a Buffalo golf shirt that you couldn't tell is like silk and made from money. But it, it, at the point is, yeah, these small beaten down, downtrodden teams uh, and towns rather are the best places to play because it's, a, it's an escape from, from their, their mediocrity. Oh, jeez. It was sounding so nice for like a second. And then the mediocrity. What? That's nice. That's no, the that, nicest thing I could say. You sa- it sounded like a great compliment, and then you just, like, randomly backhanded him with it. Well, that's what, what – listen, that's why the states were developed. This is a fight. This is a <laughs> fight for our right as Pennsylvanians to be the best, and I will fist fight any other state. All right, guys, let's finish up with, uh, with, with a couple more futures. Let's get some picks in, Paul, uh, before we head out. Well, all right, so let's, let's look at these uh, Major League Baseball win the World Series futures right now. So the, the favorites right now are the Dodgers, of course – uh, living up to all the billing, having Mookie Betts on their team. They're three and a half to one to win the World Series. The Yankees not far behind at 4.75 to one. Then surprisingly, a very low payroll Oakland Athletics at six and a half to one. Um, you know, I, I'm sitting here looking at these numbers. The devil, I mean, look, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, I, they just blow my mind that this squad once thought of as just like a, a basically a, a, an expansion minor league baseball team is just tearing it up, and they're they're only ten to one uh, paying out. The Indians are fifteen to one. The Twins are eight and a half. What I'm seeing is that drafting baseball players, which used to be a joke, can actually create a team now. Because look at these little markets that where it's the Twins, the Double Rays. Um, I'm looking at these big markets like Boston, two hundred and fifty to one to win the World Series. The Mets, forty to one. Philly, thirty five to one. These are teams that have billions of dollars to spend in a market. And they're not even doing better than the Tampa Bay Devil Rays and the Oakland Athletics. I want some comments here on JJ because you're kind of a dork about sports. What, what, what's your theory here on, 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 the, on the baseball and, and these odds? And why these small, small markets? Do they really have a shot at winning the World Series? Uh, the Rays, yes. You're trying to say farm systems work, huh? Yeah, yeah right? they, they do, though, and that's what the Rays have. I mean, all basically came from the farm system or they were able to make big trades and get – guys into their farm system and uh, guys like Tyler Glass now and stuff. But, yeah, no, they, they absolutely have a chance. Uh, starting pitching, a little bit of concern to begin with, but Blake Snell is starting to look a lot better. So that kind of uh, solidifies them a little bit. Their lineup is great. Yeah, just uh, all over, I think, the Rays. And right now they have a better better record than the Yankees, which is kind of hard to think about and, and really wrap your head around because the Yankees do have the best lineup in baseball, but the Rays are good twins. They're in trouble a bit because of how good their division is because Cleveland is playing them well. And the white Sox, who I would say is a team that we need to pay attention to for the world series because they're young. They are a very young team. So we just don't have proof yet of what they can do, but they're showing us now that they are at least talented and they have probably the best young lineup in baseball. 
some of the best young pitchers in baseball, and they're all playing like it right now. So the White Sox, I think, if you, if you want to go down, it's not too bad at 1,600, so they're up there a little bit. But that's a team that I, I am definitely looking at as one that could certainly, wow. I think, right. make their way into the uh, – at least competing in the American League in the World Series because their lineup is hitting the best in baseball right now, even better than the Yankees. But their pitching, too, is starting to come around, which is uh, something where their young pitchers, when they first came up, not very good. Dylan Cease is a good example of that. But as time has gone on, they've pitched much better, and I think they are definitely a team. JJ's throwing the money down on the White Sox, 16-1 for all the listeners out there. Love the White Sox. Uh, but, yeah, let's, let's go to – we're two weeks away from the season and uh, with the NFL season. And so we went through the NFC West, and last division here we'll go over, and then we'll go over more next week as well. Uh, the NFC South, the Saints are a big favorite, minus 130. Bucks are plus 150. Uh, the Falcons are plus 800, and the Panthers plus 2200. Is this the Saints division to lose, or uh, should we be counting the Bucks as the favorite here? Barrett? No. No. Uh, you know, on paper, man, on paper, you know – Brady on paper, he's going to go out there and play. But at this point, I, I can't see him going down there and taking control of that team and, and, and being the same guy that he was in New England. And, you know, at the end of the day, you look at the quarterback situation they have down and still with the Saints. I mean, come on now. You know, Drew Brees is still that guy, and he has some guys around him now that are going to be productive. They're going to win that division hands down. I mean, it's not even going to be close. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think because of the fact that they've – all been there for a long time. I mean, this is an established team. I know Bruce Arians is an established head coach, but it's with new players and specifically a brand new quarterback. I don't even care if it's Tom Brady. It's That's still my a guy, quarterback. Too. Yeah, oh, really? I love. He's my guy. I mean, Bruce Arians is a great guy. He'll get the best out of his players, but we don't know if if, if we saw. We we've already seen the best of Brady at this point. Yeah, he's not the same guy. Well, he's not even close to that guy. And you got to be able to air it out with the horses he has out there, the receiver. And I don't think he can get the ball down the field like he could uh, back in the day. So, I mean, he's not going to be able to use to take advantage of those guys. So, I am not on this team, I think, to win the division or anything or be great. But I do think the Panthers will give teams a lot of problems this season. I think there is enough young talent there. I think Teddy Bridgewater showed in New Orleans that he, he can at least be reliable for any team. And the fact that you have Matt Roll, who I think is a great coach and has been great everywhere he's gone in college, but you're bringing in Joe Brady as well, who just, his offense was so good that he had his quarterback go from a late round pick to a number one overall pick. Uh, I, I think the Panthers already have the talent. They have some young talent there that can do well, but to pair that with a great coach and Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator, I think the Panthers are going to give teams a lot of trouble, and I, I would say over their win total this season. Wow. So, well, you've also got, in my opinion, the MVP of the NFL and Christian McCaffrey. This guy is a joke. I mean, yeah. that dude is unstoppable. He's a one-man wrecking machine. Uh, you know, I haven't seen anything like that since uh, Roger Craig or, or, or you know, uh, wow. you know, remember that guy, 1,000 yards receiving, 1,000 yards rushing. McCaffrey is unstoppable. He's the great white hope. Like, yeah, and I love uh, <laughs> and I, I love DJ Moore too. I think DJ Moore can can break out and be a top receiver in the NFL this year. Uh, and, yeah. and the other side of him is Curtis Samuel, who I think is a good burner. So Wait, listen, I mean, there's definitely the something there down, to work with. Double down or surrender part. Double down or surrender, real quick. Uh, so double down or surrender. I had a few of them. One of them we already talked about with the 49ers and double down or surrender. But I'll go with the Arizona Cardinals win total over seven. Double down or surrender. I'm doubling down on that. 
Barrett, over, under seven, Arizona Cardinals. I'm going to go with the over. I'm going to go right. with the over. Uh, they, that quarterback's just talented enough to make it happen, man. He doesn't know He doesn't know he's not supposed to be that good, and he got two of the best receivers in the league. You know, they're going to be pretty good, you know, on the outside. Same. 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 Little bunny for the over. <laughs> Everybody's going to be this little bunny by the end of the season. That's my guy. That's my guy. And that's also beating your bookie for this week. We'll see you next week. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.